right, all right. Join the Journey family, friends, and guests. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, if you're following along in a Join the Journey guided journal, which we've linked in the episode description, you know that we're talking all about verse 31. Gray hair is a crown of glory and a biblical perspective on age. But before we do, two very quick announcements. Number one, if you have kids, make sure to check out the Join the Journey Junior podcast, which we've linked in the episode description. And number two, if you've got social media, connect with us on Instagram as we recently launched an account and would love to connect at underscore join the journey underscore. Moving right along, let's get started on our lesson for today. What is a biblical perspective on age? When I was in high school, I was introduced to this idea, and the idea was simple. Our culture has a low expectation of teenagers, and it looks like this. The oldest kid in the family turns 13, and other parents are like, oh no, the teenage years are here. Or the youngest kid in the family turns 13, and other fa- other parents are like, uh-oh, a house full of teenagers. Vandalism in the neighborhood? probably teenagers. Someone's house got toilet papered? Probably teenagers. But back in 1732, there was a guy named George. He was born in Virginia and came from a pretty normal middle-class family. But when he was 11 years old, he lost his father. So he had some obstacles or challenges to overcome. But something else you should know about George is that even though his peers or friends didn't really think he was super smart or or anything special. He was diligent in school, and he became really great at geometry, trigonometry, and surveying. Surveying, think like algebra and calculus combined. By the time he was 16, he was pretty good at math. And I read that, and I was stunned because uh, I failed algebra two in high school and had to do credit recovery. But at 17 years old, George had the chance to put his studies to good use at his first job. Now, today... First jobs for teenagers are like babysitting, mowing lawns, working at Chick-fil-A. But his job? Get this. He was the official surveyor of Culpeper County, Virginia. And this certainly is not the type of job teenagers get today. At this, at this point in history, surveyors literally invented maps and helped people know where to build homes and cities. By the time he was 22, he was promoted to lieutenant colonel. And later on in life, he was commander-in-chief of the entire Virginia militia. Now, I'm not saying we should go back to the 1700s, but I do think that leaders in the 1700s saw age more like God does. And leaders think about age like God thinks about age. And I'll tell you right now, George went on to become an incredible leader, but we're going to come back to him. When I look at scripture, there are two primary things I see God saying about age. Age doesn't disqualify you, and age is worth acknowledging. I see both of these principles on display in a story found in 1 Kings 3. King David had just died, just like George's dad had passed, and his son Solomon was now in charge. And he's meeting with the Lord, and God asks asks him, hey, what do you want? God's like, how can I help you? And this is what Solomon says, 1 Kings 3, verses 7 through 8. Now, O Lord my God, you have made me king instead of my father David, but I'm like a little child who doesn't know his way around. And here I am in the midst of your own chosen people, a nation so great and numerous they cannot be counted. Now, we could stop here and think, man, Solomon, who wasn't even 21 yet, was unfit to be king. 
This would be like somebody telling a teenager at Watermark, one of, one of the kids we've had on the podcast, hey, uh, you're going to be president of the United States in three to five years, which would be crazy. And Solomon, as we might expect, was overwhelmed by the task before him. But God says, age doesn't disqualify you. We see this all throughout the scriptures. 1 Timothy 4.12, don't let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say and how you live in your love, your faith, and your purity. Jeremiah 1.7-8, through 8, and the Lord replied, don't say I'm too young, for you must go wherever I send you and say whatever I tell you, and don't be afraid of the people, for I'll be with you and will protect you. So Solomon, a young leader with a big job, has the chance to ask God for one thing. So what does he ask for? 1 Kings 3 verse 9, give me an understanding heart so that I can govern your people well and know the difference between right and wrong. For who by himself is able to govern this great people of yours? Solomon says, hey, I'm young. This is a huge job. And all I want to do is lead these people to you. Help me to know right and wrong. Godly leaders, they want to push the people they're leading to truth regardless of their age, and they ask God for wisdom. God uses young people, and he wants to give them the wisdom they need to succeed. That's what we read. If we if we kept reading the story of Solomon, we would see that God gave Solomon wisdom and more in, rep- in response to his prayer. And what's neat, or maybe surprising, is that even though young Solomon received an abundance of wisdom from God, he still recognized that he was young and in need of help. And it can be easy for us to jump to this conclusion and say, age is just a number. Christian leaders shouldn't care about age at all. But that's not true. God's word shows us that number two, age is worth acknowledging. Even with all the wisdom Solomon had, he still sought out wisdom from older people. And here's how we know this. Solomon had a son named Rehoboam, and you fast forward through the story, Solomon's son becomes king, and he runs into an issue. He's got a situation, he needs help, he doesn't know what to do, so he turns to some advisors. It's 1 Kings 12, verse 6. Then King Rehoboam, Solomon's son, discussed this troubling matter with the older men who had counseled his father Solomon. Solomon, the wisest guy to ever live, and the best young leader there ever was, consulted older men for advice and wisdom. Godly leaders know that age doesn't disqualify them, but it is worth acknowledging, and not just acknowledging, respecting and honoring. Leviticus 19.32, stand up in the presence of the elderly and show respect for the age. Fear your God. I am the Lord. Job 12.12, Wisdom belongs to the aged and understanding to the old. Older people are a gift to us. They are God's provision for us. And that alone means that they are worthy of our respect and honor as they are image bearers just as we are. Which leads us to Proverbs 16, 31. Gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. Solomon sought counsel from older men, even though he was the wisest man in the world. We need older people in our lives. Deuteronomy 32, 7, remember the days of long ago. Think about the generations past. Ask your father and he will inform you. Inquire of your elders and they will tell you. Now, this Deuteronomy passage is helpful because it insinuates that the older individuals us young people are to consult are those who know God. And this conclusion would be correct because remember, proverbs are principles, not promises. 
The Got Questions website puts it like this. Gray hair is not a guarantee that the mind beneath it is yielded to the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. Although gray hair is not an infallible indicator of a person's insight, prudence, or godliness, it does, however, usually signify that a person has mellowed with age and gained understanding he or she may not have had when young. While there is nothing inherently righteous or unrighteous about the color of a person's hair, gray suggests maturity. While our culture views aging as negative and youth as positive, or more and more so, also negative, God wants us to know that He is with us in every season of life. Even when we grow old, God continues to give us opportunities to bear fruit for His kingdom and enrich the lives of others. I think that's so good. Even when we grow old, God keeps giving us opportunities to bear fruit for His kingdom and enrich the lives of others. The Lord promises, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am He. I am He who will sustain you, Isaiah 46, 4. When a person has walked with God into the golden years, he or she can count on God for continued vitality. They will still yield fruit in old age. They shall be full of sap and very green, Psalm 92, 14. In conclusion, age, regardless of whether or not you are young or you are old, doesn't disqualify you from service to God, but it is worth acknowledging. So as we close, I'd simply ask you if you believe God wants to use you at 14, 15, 16, or 60, 70, 80 years old, that his mission for the world is that you would go out as his ambassador, his representative, which is a government position, by the way, regardless of it, of your age, and make waves for the kingdom, sharing the gospel, pointing others to truth. And I, I started this episode by telling you about this random kid named George, the math kid. But you might have heard about what he did later in life, too. After 20 years, George went on to become the commander-in-chief of the Continental Army in the Revolutionary War. And eventually, he became the first president of the United States, George Washington, our country's first leader. And he didn't get there overnight. At 11 years old, his dad passed. He worked hard at school, drawing maps, serving as a lieutenant. But fast forward, and those early days made him the leader many people needed later on in life. You see pictures of George Washington, and what does he have? Gray hair. So the question is, who are you today, and who are you becoming? I'm sorry we've run a little long in this episode, but as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.